Yo, today's QOD is suffering doesn't begin when something happens. Suffering begins the instant you decide that what happened is terrible. Here we go. Quote of the day show. I'm your host, Sean Croxton of SeanCroxton.com. Today's talk is amazing. I hope you like really tune in for this one and soak it in because what Dr. Rao, Sri Kumar Rao is going to talk about is a real game changer. This changed my life like 10, 15 years ago when I really embraced this, this thought, this concept. And what he's going to talk about is why suffering begins when we label events as either good or bad. Dr. Sri Kumar Rao's coming up. Now, this is a very powerful tool that I'm going to share with you. There is something that you do, and you do it multiple times every day, and it is hugely deleterious to your well-being and existence, but you do it anyway. Now, what is the thing that you do multiple times every day that you don't know is having a negative effect, effect upon your life. It is a habit we all have of sticking a label on whatever happens to us. And the two labels that I'm particularly interested in are the good thing, bad thing label. Now think about that. No matter what happens to you, in your head, you immediately classify it as either good or bad. Nothing is neutral. You know, it's either slightly good or slightly bad. And most of us tend to use the bad thing label three to 10 times as often as a good thing label. Your spouse calls up and tells you that your in-laws are coming for dinner. This is bad. They may stay for the weekend. This is really bad. Think about it, no matter what happens, don't you stick a good thing or a bad thing label on it immediately? Here's something for you to think about. No matter what happens, no matter what the event is, an event does not cause suffering. Let's assume you, you get fired. You now no longer have a job. But the moment you go, oh my God, I, I got fired. How do I pay my mortgage? My son's tuition is due. This is terrible. And the moment you say this is terrible, at that instant, suffering begins. Suffering doesn't begin when something happens. Suffering begins the instant you decide that what happened is terrible, unbearable, unfortunate, and you cannot tolerate it. At that instant, suffering begins. Think about that. True, false? This is important, so I'm going to pause. So let me tell you a story. This is a story. There are many versions of the story, but I like the one that I'm about to share with you. It comes from the Sufi tradition. 
<coughs> and it talks about a man and his son, and they lived in a beautiful valley, and they were very happy, but they were also dirt poor. And the man decided that he was going to become rich. He no longer wanted to be poor. And he decided the way he was going to be rich was by breeding horses. So he bought a stallion. Didn't have enough money to buy a stallion, so he borrowed heavily from the neighbors. And the very day he bought the stallion, it kicked the top bar loose from the paddock in which he had housed it and escaped. And all the neighbors came around him and said, you thought you were going to become a rich man, but your stallion has run away, and you still owe us money. You are screwed. And he shrugged his shoulders and said, good thing, bad thing, who knows. That stallion fell in with a group of wild horses that were grazing close to the man's house. And he was able to entice them back into the paddock, which he had repaired, so escape was no longer possible. So all of a sudden, he now had the stallion back, plus about a dozen wild horses, which by the standards of that village made him a wealthy man. And all the neighbors came around and said, we thought you were destitute, but fortune has smiled upon you. How fortunate you are. And he shrugged his shoulder and said, good thing, bad thing, who knows. The man and his son started to break the horses so they could sell them on the market. And one of the horses threw the man's son and stomped on his leg. And it broke. And it healed crooked. And all the neighbors came around commiserating. He was such a fine young lad, and now he'll never be able to find a girl to marry him. And the man shrugged his shoulder and said, good thing, bad thing, who knows? That summer, the king of the country declared war on a neighboring country. And press gangs moved through the villages, rounding up all the able-bodied young men to serve in the army. But this man's son was spared because he had a crooked leg. And the neighbors had tears in their eyes as they came around and said, we don't know if we will ever see our sons again, but you still have your son. How fortunate you are. And he shrugged his shoulders and said, good thing, bad thing, who knows? And it goes on like that forever. And I invite you to think about something. Has anything ever happened in your life that at the time it happened, you thought, this is terrible. But looking back upon it now with the perspective of time and maybe greater wisdom, you can say, hey, that was actually a good thing. Yes? I see a number of heads nodding. So something happened to you in your life that at the time it happened, you thought was terrible. But now you can look back and say, hey, that was actually pretty good. So if something like that happened to you in the past, is there any possibility that what you are today about to label bad could in X years turn out to be pretty good? Is there the slightest possibility? If there is the slightest possibility of that happening, why are you in a hurry to label it bad? Think about it. Why are you in a hurry to label it bad? And if you then ask yourself the next question, is there anything that I can do to actually make it a good thing? And all of a sudden, courses and avenues of action will open up to you 
that you probably never con even conceived before. This is a method and an exercise which will make you incredibly resilient. And if you get in the habit of using it regularly, so it's no longer a habit, but part of this is who I am, you will find that people will look up to you because no matter what happens, nothing faces you. Let me give you two examples. I was teaching at London Business School, and many of my students from London Business School went on to the city of London, which is the English equivalent of Wall Street. And when the financial crisis hit, one of them was fired. And he was really, really, really annoyed. He was more annoyed at the fact that there were persons he considered turkeys in his department who didn't get laid off, but he did. But, you know, he'd taken my program and he, you know, got over it in a day and he said, I never really liked the job anyway. And then he went out, took a vacation, then he bought a business and is trying to make that run. But six months later, the financial crisis got worse and the entire department was laid off. He was one of the early persons laid off, so you got a very, very generous severance package. Those who got laid off later got a bare bones package. So he was actually lucky to have been fired when he was. I'll give you another example. So there was this guy who was a very strong swimmer, and he wanted to do well in a particular meet. And a few months before the meet, he slipped on a patch of ice and broke his wrist. This is a bad thing, right? He certainly thought so. He thought his career, professional career, had ended. But his coach told him to get on with it, so he did. But for weeks and weeks, the only thing that he could do was be by the side of the pool kicking while his teammates were practicing furiously. Then we fast forward to the actual meet. And in one of the most important events of the meet, his opponent swam the race of his life. And he was behind at the halfway mark, and he should have lost that race. But he hung in there, and he managed to win that race by one one hundredth of a second. It was one of the closest finishes in the history of athletic competition. And in fact, they had to go to the fast frame-by-frame -frame photographs to show that he had touched the wall a whisker before his inspired opponents. But those photos showed something else. At the finish, his legs were still kicking. His opponent's legs were trailing. The swimmer was Michael Phelps. The race was the 100-meter butterfly at the Beijing Olympics. That's what gave him his seventh gold medal and without it, he would never have gotten eight gold medals in a single Olympics to create an all-time record. Michael always had a killer kick, but those weeks and weeks of kicking by the side of the pool gave him muscles he never had before. So arguably, a case can be made that, athletically speaking, the best thing that ever happened to him is he broke his list. So once again, something happened to you, you're about to label it bad thing, is there any possible way by which this could actually turn out to be a good thing? And then, is there anything I can do to make it so? And you'll be surprised 
at how many times you'll be able to skate off what would otherwise have led to dejection or depression. That was Dr. Sri Kumar Rao wrapping up the week. His website is theraoinstitute.com. You can watch today's entire talk on YouTube. It is called the 28th IMC Sri Kumar Rao. All right, my friend, I hope you enjoyed this week's talk. So I hope you follow me on the Instagram. I hope you leave a rating and review. And I hope to see you on Monday for another episode of the QOD Show. Have a great weekend. Peace.